it is the Christmas week. What'd you get me for Christmas, Abby? I got you books. Oh, right, yeah. I also bought a tiny tree. What are you going to do for Christmas? I do this thing every year where I draw people's original characters for free on Christmas Eve, and that is my favorite thing. Are you going to draw my original character? No. I only want to draw original characters that people have emotional connections to, Madeline. I have an emotional connection to mine. What is yours? Tell me. Let me just think about it a minute. (laughs) You don't even have one. Hush your butt. Hush your butt. Listen. Listen. Does your Neopet count? No. What about if I had, like, a Harry Potter person who was, like, me but Harry Potter? Honestly, that would probably be basically Hermione, unfortunately. Yeah, that's you. You are Hermione in real life. Yeah. Oh my god, did you see on Facebook? Oh my god. I took the BuzzFeed which Star Wars character are you quiz, and I got BB-8. And I was so, (gasps) so happy. You are BB-8. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh my god, thank you. I need to take that quiz. You should take it. I need to. Will you take it right now? Take it right now. First, I'm going to place some bets on who I think you are. Let's see. I think you're probably... So the obvious choice is that you're Kylo Ren. But I think probably... No, I'm not Kylo... I want to be the person who gets to kiss Kylo Ren. Nobody kisses Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's the problem. I think you're probably like Rey. I think I am. I hope I am, because then I get to fight Kylo Ren. Okay, look it up. (laughs) Okay, let's see. What is your best quality? I'm dedicated and hardworking. I do have a strong moral compass. I am extremely charming. Damn it. (laughs) I think dedicated and hardworking is me. I have a strong moral compass, but I don't act on it a lot. What is your worst quality? I have a bad case of imposter syndrome. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Yeah. I got Ray! You got Ray! I knew you would get Ray. You're a bit intense, mainly because your life hasn't been easy. How did you know? You're very resourceful and know how to take care of yourself. Yay, you're my little friend. I am your little little friend. companion. Have you seen Uh, this picture that's on the internet right now? I've looked at every picture that exists currently of BB-8 in the world. (laughs) Oh and God. there is, I've never fangirled this hard about anything before. Something about BB-8 speaks to me on a very, very deep level. There's a picture of, like, one of the little ones, one of the little three-inch high toy ones, in, like, a, a nest with a bunch of chicks. And they're all, like, curious and, like, pecking at it. And he's like, what? It's the <laughs> cutest possible image. And I am so glad that I was born in a time that produced it. You know, <laughs> here's something that I'm trying to do with the new year. I'm trying to count my blessings and think about things in a positive way because I am such a negative Nancy. Good luck, Maddie. Which neatly segues into talking about Babes in Toyland, about which I am going to try to be relentlessly positive. favorite films of all time is the 1986 made-for-TV Babes in Toyland starring Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore. A sentence that has never been spoken aloud until now. I've spoken it out loud several times. <laughs> okay. Because I've seen this movie lots after I discovered like, that it did in fact exist. The only person who's ever said that. So I had all these memories of it. It's one of those shows that we review on this show. It's the point of the show. I wonder if we should say that. Should we have like a catchphrase or something that's like the shows you thought you dreamt up. That's what this is about. So people know what this show is about. Maybe like someone on Twitter could tweet at you like what our tagline should be or something. Then we're going to wind up with poop scrotum. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm okay with that. Poop scrotum. Sister Time <laughs> Podcast. Uh, this movie is on YouTube for free. I highly recommend you watch it this holiday time. Warm yourself up for these these cold ho- holiday days. <laughs> It follows the emotional journey of Lisa, a young girl who has had to take on too much responsibility due to a busy mom and busy older sister, and does not delight in childish things. She likes the practical things of life. One night, during a snowstorm, she is in a car accident and is transported to a world of living toys, some of whom resemble her friends in real life. She must save them all from the horrible Barnaby and his monsters, who seek to destroy joy and fun. So it's a musical. Yep. Do you remember any of the Cincinnati song? C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-N-C-I-
so you could be more independent when you get older. I think independence is a great thing. Not only independence, but being able to do nice stuff for your mom who works really hard because she's a single mom. Yeah. And, like, your sister who works really hard because your mom is a single mom and she has to help afford the mortgage or whatever. Like, that's good. That's a good virtuous thing. I don't think the Indeed lesson there is. is, you need to play with toys more. Yeah, and, like, she's genuinely, at the beginning of the film, her sister is like, I got you a sled! And she's so excited, and then, like, we cut back to Drew Barrymore, and she's like, oh, thanks? <laughs> like, I really could have like, used, I feel like, that. a she was like, Yeah, she was really excited about her new electric mixer, and I'm like, I get that, kid. Practical gift, something you could use for the rest of your life. Right. Like, who cares about getting a sled? You can use it one time a year. You have yeah. fun for, like, two seconds, and you're like, I'm cold, I'm going in. Then you could use that electric mixer to make yourself some, like, muffin. I don't buy that message of, like, you have to have the fun. The same is... childhood experience as other people. Yeah. Because you can have fun learning how to bake. Right. And not with, like, an easy bake oven. You can have fun learning how to bake instead of sledding or, like, doing other stuff. Or, like, why does she have, have to move backwards? Like, life. she's, you know, 11 years old. Why does she have to be like, oh, yes, I'll play with dolls to make you happy, Santa Claus? Like, that's Santa's problem. That is totally a him problem that he thinks He's that like, kids need to... like, you have to have innocence and have fun and imagination or else you can't save the people of Toyland and they'll all die at the hands of the evil trolls. Like, how brutal is that? Anyway, I guess she's learned the value of fun by having a whole town held hostage for yeah, that. Yeah, that's the Sorry, value that was of fun. a is. little over-negative for have that, probably. fun at gunpoint or else everyone will die. So, some characters. We got Lisa, uh, the main character, a girl who has no fun and must solve everyone's problems. Mary is her sister, and also Mary Contrary, I think is, yeah. yeah. In the real world, she's an overworked saleswoman. And in the other world, she is a young girl being married off to the evil Barnaby to help pay off the mortgage on the little woman who lived in a shoe's shoe, who is her mom. And who is the most important character? You know who it is. Georgie Porgy? No. Santa? No. Lisa. It's Jack! Oh, right! Okay, I mean, he was next on my list. He's also the cutest. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jack, in the real world, is some dude who works at the same store as Mary. Uh, but in this other world, he is the inheritor of the cookie factory upon which all of Toyland's economy rests. And he's in love with Mary, and he's like, I must save her from Barnaby. He's so evil, but also he rules our town, I guess. And he's Bill and Ted era Keanu Reeves. So he still he's has so cute. facial motion. But he has he the sort of excited Keanu Reeves look, you know, where he's still yeah. getting something out of life instead of the point after the Matrix oh. where his face died and he stopped moving it. I mean, he's a great person in real life. Yeah. But, but doesn't he look sad? He does. He looks very sad. In I this movie, he though, he's okay. so happy. He's singing about how great it is to be from Cincinnati, which I have to imagine is a lie. Sorry, Cincinnati fans, but I don't know. It doesn't... It seems like it's been a little overhyped in this film. The so. blizzard wasn't really, like, selling me on it, you know? I mean, blizzard... I've never experienced a blizzard. I think it would be fun to try one time. It's not. But... Oh. Uh, it's not fun. Okay. It makes you feel weird. It's weird. I'll, I'll just expand for a moment on what it was like to be truly snowed in. I was snowed in with, like, you know, a few people... And I think maybe that, I don't know. I don't know whether it would be worse if you were alone or with you if you were with people because other people... I think people, it would be worse if you were alone. Yeah, other people keep you, like, grounded in reality. And I think being alone, you would just go slowly crazy. But yeah, the whole thing is that outside, like, you can't go there. 
and <laughs> it really messes you up. Like something about it just makes it so that it's like, wait, I really can't get out of here. I don't know. It just breaks your brain. And then also the sun doesn't come out. Everything is white and there is no mm-hmm. color. There is no like change in anything. And then once it becomes not white anymore, it's muddy and it's gross. And you can't really like, you still can't really go outside and you can slip and fall and it hurts. And also you need to shovel things and it's punishing. It's a punishment. I mean, I've experienced snow before. Right. You and lived I in love, Montreal. I love the silence that it brings. I feel like everything is quieter except for the screaming in your skull. Anyway, I think it'll be better when I move to a place that has snow, when I don't have to leave the house to do my job. Anyway, we got some more characters. Right. So Georgie Porgy is the cutest and best one. He (laughs) helps Lisa in any way he can. He is a friend to all. He is chief taster at the cookie factory. He is a very important man, and he's the best. I love him. And he keeps cookies in his hat. Yeah, it's very useful. He's a very useful dude. The opposite is the evil, horrible Barnaby, who in the real world is the really creepy store owner who is obsessed with money and also keeps hitting on Mary. It's really gross. But then she quits and she's like, fuck you. It's Christmas Eve. I'm going somewhere else. I'm going home in this blizzard. You're an asshole. But then in the Toyland world, he has managed to manipulate her family into marrying her off to him but it doesn't work because lisa ruins the wedding and he's like wait no this horrible child and he lives in a bowling ball up on the hill and he's got little horrible assistants that are basically monsters and i'm like how is this guy here because at the end of the movie he's banished (laughs) to the forest forever because he tried to like ruin the town with trolls he tried to have everybody in the town just dismembered by these horrible trolls that lurk in the evil dark woods the nightmare forest or whatever that surrounds the town why is there always one of those yeah i don't know there was one of those in... there's like always yeah in the toyland episode of josh kirby the they direct had a nightmare parallel forest. i feel like this just there's so much i don't i feel like the people in charge of this movie must have had some tiny thing to do with the josh kirby episode set in toyland or maybe they just stole it Maybe they did. This. Maybe one I think of they them just stole it, it from each other. I don't know who, but... And uh, they're just... Well, this one was in 1986, and the Josh Kirby episode was in the 90s, so I'm okay. pretty sure this one... Which one do you think pulled off the Toyland theme better? The Josh Kirby episode or Babes in Toyland? Uh, Babes in Toyland had less creepy designs. Are you sure about that? Do you remember what that teddy bear looked like? Okay, yes. But in also, Josh Kirby? The animal heads in... The animal heads were awesome i mean i guess they're creepy they're creepy you think they're awesome they still look like really cute like stuffed animals no but also what is with toyland movies and it always being these outdated ass toys it's hard to like for one thing copyright stuff i'm sure yeah 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 true i think i guess maybe part of it is just that there aren't actually that many toys that are like people like if you think about toy story you've got like slinkies and stuff that are kind of like like i mean they managed to anthropomorphize them kind of but like i feel like it would be much creepier if you just had like some weird cirque du soleil slinky guy going around right i mean the jack in the boxes as it is are pretty creepy and this one they had that just some guy in a clown outfit who pops out of a box and it's like okay which is like at least you didn't have a giant head it would have been so so much worse if it had a giant head speaking of toy movies yep what is the name of that one movie? Small Soldiers? Oh Tiny my god, soldiers? I can't even think about Small Soldiers. 
I know. I feel sad just thinking about it. Was it was so sad. Our poor little pacifist friends. It's okay. Like, that's kind of like a modern, you know, take on it with all the little action figures and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. And those are pretty close to what, like, real toys are like. But can you imagine, like, a life-size Bionicle? Of or course, like... in stuff like Toyland, those toys are always seen as, like, the badass toys that are kind of evil and don't have time for fun uh-huh. or anything. Whereas, like, these toys are seen as innocent and so sweet. Wow. It is so weird that I feel like there are many, many other toy designs that they just don't really get into. Like, where are the Russian nesting dolls? Where are, like, the puppets with, like, marionette strings? Like, there's nobody... And they pick out, like, nursery rhymes, though. And they're like, nursery rhymes town is toys. Like, has anybody ever had a toy Georgie Porgy? Really? No. No one. That is not a toy. Like, it's like they were really in, like, kid land or something. Like, yeah. kid pretend land and way Innocent less. Bill. Like, what toy was Barnaby supposed to be? Barnaby? Like, where did he even come from? I didn't so... even know what he was supposed to be. You know, I was thinking as I was watching this that all of the stuff surrounding Barnaby is one of those, like, really incongruously dark subplots. He has, like, you know, that scary bird monster with one eye that, like, can Tra-log. see anywhere. And Switch he's got... Tra-log. And the trolls are all, like, these really scary Oh, looking... I loved... They yeah, look like I love those trolls. They like, look like... terrible. Piles of sticks and leaves that had been glued together by some unholy rite. Yeah. And they had, like, glowing eyes and they just continuously moaned. They and then there like... were, there's one part where Georgie Porgy and Lisa are walking through the woods... And there's just a bunch of them standing around, and it, they're just like, I'm not afraid of you. And it's like, oh, I miss a bunch of really dark shit in kids' movies. No, they still do that. They still they do still that. They still have Toy, some Like, Toy Story it. 3, they almost died. I think you have to think about it a little bit harder, though, now. I think probably, yeah. like, the reason why all of that dark stuff seems so weird and jarring, I think, is because it's in such a bubblegum plot. Like, it's just sort of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Scary trolls, and then the trolls actually Let's are, like, pants-weddingly scary. How do you tell if somebody is evil? Question part two. What steps? Like, so so you're saying, like, all right, this person looks evil. How many evil acts do they need to perform before they get, like, banished from the realm exactly? I feel like in this land, all you'd really need is, like, two. You know, you could perform an evil act accidentally. You could steal a cookie without really knowing that it's bad. And then you're mm-hmm. taught, oh, it's bad. Then the next time you steal a cookie, it's like, well, we told you it was bad, but this isn't quite stealing cookies. This is, I'm going to go attack people. Also, how fucking dense would you have to be to look at that guy and not go, oh, you mean Santa? Like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, is he Santa Claus? And someone's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. He's not Santa Claus. He's just the toy master. And then you look at him and you're like, all right, big white beard, check. Currently wearing red, check. He's definitely toys, Santa. Check. Good at heart, double check. Also has a bunch of really archaic Austrian toys. Which they always show Santa with, even though Santa never gives those to people, because nobody wants them. I wonder, you know what I'm going to do? Okay. Do you know what I'm going to do when I have kids and I tell them about Santa? I'm going to make Santa's presents myself, and I'm going to make them the scariest shit I can imagine. Like, it's going to be like a whittled boar. Oh my god. (laughs) Like, sort of hand-carved looking with, like, gems for eyes. And I'm going to wrap that shit up in, in, like, you know, leaves or something and, and like, put it under the tree. And be like, Santa is a man who lives at the North Pole. Yeah. And he's terrifying. Yeah, it's basically going to be, like, Santa as cultural myth. My Santa will be be a Santa with, like, tusks. 
Nice. Yeah, it's going to be pretty great. And he'll, like, actually make you toys, like, something that's... Because this is the thing, is in every one of these movies, all of these toys look handmade. And I never got a single, like, handmade-looking item from Santa Claus. So, of course, like, there's this huge disconnect. It's like, oh, well, I guess the Santa in our world just gives people whatever they ask for and doesn't actually make it. Exactly. So you can have like you, like, you know, whatever you can give your kids like actual presents and then right. be like, and here's one from Santa. And it'll be like a real man who lives spooky... at the North Pole who keeps giving us presents even though we don't want them. Right, exactly. Like I'm gonna like blow up a pig's bladder and have that be a ball. That'll be something <laughs> that I give to them to play with and just be like, so yeah, it... Santa gave you this. No. You can't do that. That's how they used to do it in the Middle Ages. Yeah, well they all died. Well, I didn't so, die of catching something off of a pig's bladder. How do you know? They're all dead now. They can't tell us what they did. <laughs> what would you do? What are you going to do for your kids? Are you going to tell them about Santa or are you going to pretend like Santa is real? I have been thinking about this. Uh-huh. I think it's definitely a better idea to pretend that he's real because they don't like, you don't want your kid to miss out on stuff that other kids have because then they'll look back and be like, my mom messed me up. She didn't tell me about Santa Claus. She just told me right away that he wasn't real because she doesn't want me to have any fun. I mean, your kids will probably hate you no matter what. Anyway, I'm not even going to have them. I'm just going to keep giving spoons a present every year and be like, look, it's from Santa. And she'll be like, meow, I'm a cat. I don't know what you're saying. What did you get for spoons this year? She got a little toy. What is it? She just gets a little toy. It's like a little sprinkly ball. Oh, cute. It's all she really needs. Though what would be really great for Christmas for spoons is for me to clean my room so she can have some space to run around, because she's still just sleeping on a pillow all day, because she's depressed. Oh, you have a depressed cat. Oh, I do. How's Wednesday? Wednesday's okay. She's a snake. Uh, <laughs> she didn't eat last week. That's not good. Don't do that Wednesday. <laughs> she's very cute. She gets up to some, some mischief, not on purpose. She just gets really excited and tears down stuff that I put up in her in her cage for her, in her little house. How? I can't really imagine having so little communication because the thing is like it's not like you talk to spoons really it's not like you can really have a conversation but you can kind of communicate with her yeah she has like little vocalizations that she uses right and you can like touch her on the head and she like feels it and understands but she knows that i'm her friend as well doesn't really understand your relationship no she's like god sometimes this thing just takes me out of my house i try to get away but i can't she probably doesn't really have a very good concept of, like, fun and what that is. I think she likes to stretch out. I'll let her move around on the bed. Doesn't she, she do that? that? Like, doesn't she stretch out? Or don't snakes stretch out to, like, measure you to see whether you'll fit inside of them? That's a ridiculous myth. No snake would ever have time for that. <laughs> if they had a prey animal, they wouldn't kill it first and then see if it was, like, they could fit it in them. They well, just see if they could fit it in their mouths. They're pretty good at judging what they can fit in their mouths. Well, that's comforting. Plus, she could never even swallow, like, a finger. What's your favorite Christmas movie? This one. Your favorite, your favorite Christmas movie is this one. Um, Just checking. I mean, it's fine if that's the case. I'm just making sure that that's true. Yes, it is. This one. This is my favorite Christmas movie. This is the one that I attempt to show to people. But every time I try, for some reason, they're like, can we please stop? I want to do anything else but this. (laughs) That's basically what Brendan's reaction was while we were watching it. He was just like... (laughs) But it's so good! He was like reading. And I would turn to him and be like, oh, did you hear that? And he would be like, I'm not watching this. But it's so... I don't... I actually don't understand how people cannot have fun while watching this terrible show. (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. Favorite Christmas movie, 
Gremlins is pretty good. Gremlins is pretty good. I enjoy Gremlins quite a bit. And Krampus is now, you know, it's up there. Krampus but I mean, high. this is the one where I could sit down and be like, guys, let's watch a heartwarming Christmas entertainment film. That's crazy. What about... Anyway, but... Uh, Die Hard. I'm, I don't like action movies. But it's a Christmas action movie. And Alan Rickman is in it, and he is cute. Yep. But I don't know. It's not one that I want to watch all the time. This is one I can just put on, so... Usually I would say Love Actually, but I watched it again last night, and I I guess, like, it's been enough time that I can now look at it through different eyes, and it's not, it's not great. Like, three of the relationships in the movie are some chick and their boss. <laughs> and that's uncomfortable. That's yeah. uncomfortable. I do like the turtlenecks, though. There are a lot of really, really great turtlenecks. Liam Neeson's turtlenecks are pretty rad. That is, he does look good in that turtleneck. Yep, um, yep. But boy, it's not great for chicks. Nope. There's that one where that guy is really shitty to that one chick because he has a crush on her and he's like, it's a self-preservation thing. And then when he tells you that, she kisses him and I'm like, a, a, a man wrote this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, she's married to somebody else. <laughs> like, I've been there where I'm just like, oh, well, now I have to like give him something in return because he like professed his feelings to me. But you when don't. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. No, you don't. <laughs> just screw that guy. Oh my he's God. He's been a shit to you for like years or whatever. He doesn't even deserve your time. He's Which an is asshole. so weird. It's like, how hard is it to just suck your shit up, be nice to somebody because she's married to your best friend, and like, try... and then just move the fuck on. You know, just go on okay Cupid. Jesus, that's what everybody else does. He's not special. God, what's the other one that I hate? Wait, There's we're being positive. The... Remember, we're being positive. What about uh? Let's see. I know. I I know which one you hate. You probably hate that uh, Jim Carrey Grinch. Huh. I, I try even, not to think about that movie anymore. I feel Everybody like, tries to forget it. Yeah, I feel like I kind of blacked out a little bit of it. Like, I don't really remember most of it. I, I feel mean, like we every now things. and then it comes back. I, like, on Tumblr, I saw a picture of the baby version of him, and I totally... Totally forgotten that. Blocked that whole thing out of my mind until that moment. Then I was like, shit. Oh, you know what I there super it is. Hate? Actually, what Christmas movie I really don't like is Elf. I've never seen it. I don't think I... No, it's uh, not something you would like. Good to know. Let's see. What other Christmas movies? I watched A Miracle on 34th Street for the first time last night. She it's like all it? right. Yeah. Eh. It's a wonderful life. Santa Claus is kind of weird. Oh, man. Closed. I love that one, though. Really? Because I love Jimmy Stewart. I have to skip I love the his whole voice. middle. I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad. But I love to feel sad on Christmas. Well, but, like, sort of. And then also good at the end. That's what Christmas is all about. Feeling really bad and then good at the end. People in the world are poor, and you should feel bad. Oh, you know but what? But also, you should feel good, because Santa Claus. Brendan says to me sometimes that I hate stories. I feel we like... We love stories. It's that we also tear them apart, though. There's just a lot of bad stories in the world. Well, I don't know if it's bad stories. Is it that I you keep just... turning to him and telling him that stuff from the No Sleep podcast is bad? Because I do that all the time. I just really don't like conflict. And I understand. That's, like, it's that... central to most I stories. I think that a lot of it is that conflict in certain tales is just lazy and it makes you feel bad because it's like a misunderstanding that could have been avoided. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to say to him is that I don't necessarily dislike conflict. I just dislike like conflict where your skin's kind of crawling because 
it's so easy to avoid and like you know what you would have done and it would have like sort of solved everything and so maybe that's part of it is just that like those are easy conflicts a conflict where someone walks in at the wrong moment and like here's part of a story and then their entire life is ruined that kind of thing i hate that like that's too easy because you don't actually have to create any stakes for your character you don't actually have to create the whole rest of it the whole rest of the movie is like really easy to predict from that like it's just like okay yeah so i know there's going to be exactly. this whole misunderstanding and then eventually someone will be like no you don't understand it was this and, and then it's be like, like oh well why do i have to watch this then i know how it's gonna go right so which is why i, I always like skip to the end of stuff and brendan's like don't do that and i'm like come on let's go. we know how this is gonna end and he's so like I guess the point we is do... not to just have the beginning and the end the point is also to have the middle but if the middle is just nonsense it's just we don't want to have to watch yep like, God, my favorite example of this is when Spider-Man is impersonated. Can't when, deal with it. I hate it. When anyone I hate it when there's a clone Spider-Man. I hate that. It's horrible. No matter what you say, they're going to be like, I saw you do that. I and saw it works, you do not that. me. And then sometimes they don't even, like, resolve that part of it. They don't even, like, go, like, oh, it wasn't me, really. They just kind of, like, do something yeah. good and everyone and just And then people are like, oh, he's good now. Right. But... No. But still, there is, like, that misunderstanding that exists, and it just rankles, and it gets under my skin, and it hurts, and Mm -hmm. I hate it. Abby, I hate it. I hate it, too. So let's talk about our highs and lows. Okay, cool. For this film that we watched. What's your high? Oh, I left this blank. Shit. You can ask me if you like. I have one. What is your high, Maddie? Honestly and truly, it's the perfect ridiculousness of that Cincinnati song, and its recurrence multiple times. So many times. It's like five times. It's the most ridiculous, stupid thing ever. And the fact that she identifies so strongly as being from Cincinnati, that, like, when the villain asks her, like, so who are you? And she's like, I'm Lisa from Cincinnati. And I'm like, really? Really? Is that, is it that central to who you are as a person that it's, like, part of your name? And then, of course, he calls her, you're Lisa from Cincinnati? And he calls her Cincinnati for the rest of the time. And it's just like, yeah. Why is Cincinnati so important here? I'm missing something. That whole theme was just, like, baffling and also really kind of wonderful for the whole time. How about you? What's your high? I just, I like so much of it. (laughs) It's hard to pick. Wow. Let's see. I really like, okay, my high is Barnaby's coat. I fucking want that coat. It's got, like, this big collar made out of feathers and like these big feather shoulder pads and it's got like coattails and it's all black and ah yeah that looks like you beautiful i want that coat i want benoit to wear that coat (laughs) what about your low my low is there's this one part where they have to pretend to be monsters so they just kind of pretend to be monsters really badly and it makes me really uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) It's just super gross, the way that they do that. What about you? Um, let's see. Aw, you didn't even have a low, because well, you're trying to be positive. Good uh, job. I feel like probably there is a low, let me think about it. The thing is, like, there are lots of parts of it that I feel like could, could do with some plotting that don't really, like, have it. You know what I really don't like? This is gonna sound like a shallow, stupid thing, but, uh... I liked her first wedding veil a lot better than I liked the second <laughs> wedding veil. <laughs> that's a very strange detail. This is to just remember. the first thing that's coming to mind. I remember being like, "God, that wedding veil is really dumb," and it it sort of ruined the wedding scene, which was like, you know, I was really looking forward to that because you know, is Keanu Reeves getting married and hot Keanu that's Reeves, true. and so I was sort of like, "Ooh, I get to watch Keanu Reeves get married," which is kind of like, Ew. 
But then, like, what if he could get married to me? Yeah. Then it just kind of fell flat because her veil was so hideous. I am a lady, you know. I do have ovaries. It's true. Wow. I guess I don't because I didn't even notice. You're probably. I guess I was just staring at Keanu Reeves so much. You probably were. You probably were not. You know, dissatisfied with the wedding decorations. Also, the cakes were ridiculously out of proportion. Just there's no way that cake tastes good. It's the size of like a you know sedan. But this is a land of magic, Maddie. Every cake tastes delicious. Also, all the cookies were super huge and looked bad and, like, gross yeah. molasses cookies. There's, but like, an I'm upper sure limit to how good a cake can be, though. Honestly, cake yeah. is just not that good. Pie is better. Cupcakes. You know what? I really like cupcakes. Cheesecake. I have recently discovered. Cheesecake. Cheesecake is incredible. It's the best. You're right. Basically, anything is better than a cake. I had a cookie swap, and I made turtles. Ah, Good. So I'm going to make those. Wait, maybe I, I won't. I keep making things, but there's no one here to eat them. Oh, it's just you and your cat and your snake. And my roommates. But I made stuff like candied grapefruit peel, and they're kind of like, can you eat the peel? And I'm like, yeah, you should try it. And they're like, I'll try it later. So, Abby, what are we going to watch next time? I don't know. Maybe we can just I guess skip we'll that decide part. that when we come to it, guys. Maybe we can just like skip that part since this is the Christmas special. Yeah, it's Christmas special. Don't worry. We're yeah. going to watch something sometime. Okay, great. Should we go out on a Christmas carol? Like, should we sing each other a Christmas carol? Yeah, you start. I'll follow. Okay. Hark the herald angels sing glory Never mind. I I don't want to sing. I've just decided. Okay, we're going to leave that part in because I think it's hilarious. But edit out the part where you say it's hilarious. Okay. And to all of you out there who support Abby on Patreon or on Twitter are just with really warm thoughts directed towards her in Seattle and to her snake and to her cat... Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. I love you. Okay, bye. Good night. And when it comes to-